How hallowed is the name of God to you in your heart and mouth? Here's Pastor Jeff Shreve. I had a situation with an older gentleman and he always took the Lord's name in vain and I was a young Christian and it just went all over me. And I said, why do you always take the Lord's name in vain and use it in such a contemptible way? He said, it makes me feel better. He said, I think God is for me taking his name in vain. I said, do you know the third commandment? You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. He said, yeah, I know that. I said, do you know the rest of it? He said, no, what's the rest of it? I said, for the Lord will not leave him unpunished who takes his name in vain. Serious business to take God's name in a worthless, meaningless manner. When Jesus prayed, hallowed be thy name in the model prayer, it wasn't a new concept. It's the positive form of the third commandment, which says, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. And of all the 10 commandments, it's the only commandment that has expressly written in it, this is what happens if you break this commandment. Thank you for joining us today for From His Heart with Pastor Jeff Shreve and the lesson called, Hallowed Be Thy Name. Now, the word hallowed here means made holy or consecrated, revered, honored, sacred. And in today's lesson, Pastor Jeff shares why breaking the third commandment is never something we should take lightly. The message is from Pastor Jeff's new 10-message series, Written in Stone, a study of the 10 commandments. We're airing these messages all throughout January and hope that you'll make sure you don't miss any of them. But if you do, you can go to fromhisheart.org to catch up. Just click the Listen tab. But let's not miss part two of the lesson called Hallowed Be Thy Name. Here again is Pastor Jeff Shreve. Commandment number three, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not leave him unpunished who takes his name in vain. Commandment number three, of all the Ten Commandments, it's the only commandment that has expressly uh, written in it, this is what happens if you break this commandment. Now, it's not a minor thing, a trivial thing, an incidental thing to break the third commandment. It's a really big deal, and we're going to discover why it is such a big deal today. Number one. God's name represents all his goodness and all his glory. His character, his nature, his splendor, everything is wrapped up in his name. Now, as you read the Bible, you'll find, especially in the Old Testament, you'll find that God has many names. And then you have the personal name of God, the, the covenant name of God, and that's in four letters, Y-H-W-H. We don't really know definitively how to pronounce that name. The best we can come up with is Y-H-W-H is Yahweh. Now, about the time of the Reformation in the 1500s, 
They took the four letters, Y-H-W-H, and they Latinized them, and they, they translated those four letters into Latin, and then from the Latin, they pronounced them with the German pronunciation. So Y-H-W-H became J-H-V-H, and we know that name as Jehovah, Yahovah, Jehovah. Now, in Exodus chapter 20, it's used as Yahweh, your Elohim. Elohim, the God of might and power, the God who always keeps his word. And so God is very, very interested and committed to his name and the holiness of his name. That's high, high, high on his list. I'm going to carve 10 words, 10 commandments into stone, and that's one of the commandments. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God, Yahweh, your Elohim, in vain, for Yahweh will not leave him unpunished who takes his name in vain. His name represents all that he is, all his goodness, all his glory, all his grace, all his splendor. Everything is wrapped up in his name. That's the first insight. And second insight, God's name is to be feared and revered far above all other names. You've broken the third commandment. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. So let's look at that in the Hebrew. You shall not take. We kind of interpret the word take to mean speak. You shall not speak the name of the Lord in vain. But the word take means a whole lot more than just speak. The word take literally means to bear, to carry, to lift up. You shall not bear the name of the Lord in vain. You shall not lift up the name of the Lord in vain. You shall not carry the name of the Lord in vain. In vain means emptiness, nothingness, falsehood, worthlessness. Now, I want to share with you five ways that people take the name of the Lord, their God, in vain. How Christians take the name of the Lord, our God, in vain. It is horrible, but it definitely happens. So first way. We take his name in vain when we use it flippantly, when we use it lightly, when we use it mindlessly. You know, to be flippant means you lack proper respect. We use that, that the name of God as an interjection. You say, what's an interjection? It's just something that you say. It's just mindless. Somebody tells you a story. Oh, man, that's something. The old man is an interjection. Oh, wow, that's cool. That's an interjection. It's words that don't necessarily have some tremendous meaning to them. You just use it. Wow, cool, neat. Ew, that's an interjection. And we use God's name that way. The, the name that is above all names, we use it flippantly. Hey, you know, you can sing a hymn or a, a praise song and if you're not engaged with what you're singing and you're singing about God's name and your mind is a million miles away, you've broken the third commandment because you're mindless in speaking the name. And so we break the third commandment and take his name in vain when we use it flippantly, lightly, mindlessly. How about number two? 
We take his name in vain when we use it contemptibly. Uh, It means deserving scorn. We use it as an expletive. We use it as a swear word. We take God's name and we add damn to the end of his name. We think nothing of it. We think that that punctuates our point. That's taking his name in vain. We take the name of the Lord in vain when we use it flippantly, when we use it contemptibly. Thirdly, when we use it dishonestly, we take his name in vain. We use it in a false way. We use it in a dishonest way. You say, what do you mean? Leviticus 19.12, you shall not swear falsely by my name. So as to profane the name of your God, I am the Lord, I am Yahweh. Don't use my name in any kind of an oath and swear falsely. Jeremiah 5 verse 2, the people make promises and say, as the Lord lives, but they don't really mean it. As the Lord lives would be like our way of saying, uh, I swear to God, but they don't really mean it. And we take God's name in vain when we use it falsely, dishonestly. You say, well, who does that? People who get married, they make vows and they say, I promise to love you. I promise to honor you. I promise to cherish you. I promise to be to you a true and faithful spouse as long as we both shall live. And then they're not true and they're not faithful and they bail out. Now, there are reasons and exceptions to divorce that the Lord gives us, but lots of people divorce for what reason? Irreconcilable differences. We should have thought about that before you got married. Fourthly, we take his name in vain when we bear it dishonestly. See, it's not just what comes out of your mouth. It's how you live. The Pharisees and the religious leaders of Jesus' day, they wouldn't use God's name in a flippant manner or in a contemptible manner, but they bore his name in such a dishonorable way. And see, for them, it was all just external. It was all outward and it wasn't inward. Now, remember when it says, you shall not take, take the name of the Lord. That means to carry, to bear, to lift up. You shall not carry the name of the Lord in vain. You shall not bear the name of the Lord in vain. You shall not lift it up in vain. And as believers in Jesus, we bear his name. We're the people of God called by his name. We are baptized into the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. So we bear his name. We belong to him. As the Bible says, oh, do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and that you are not your own? You have been bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your bodies. And so as Paul prayed in Colossians chapter 1, He said, for this reason also, since the day we heard of it, we have not ceased to pray for you and ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding so that you may walk in a manner worthy of the Lord to please him in all respects. Hey, how are we to live as Christians? 
We bear the name. We belong to him. And we're to walk in a worthy manner because we bear the name. You know, the the Pharisees, like I said, they didn't take God's name in vain. They didn't speak it in vain. They lived it in vain because it wasn't real in their hearts. They didn't honor God. Jesus said, I honor my father to the Pharisees, John chapter 8. I honor my father and you dishonor me. We have lots of Christians. Well, they don't think a whole lot about the seventh commandment. You shall not commit adultery. But we don't think a whole lot about that. Well, it doesn't really matter how I live. Oh, silly me. I didn't know that there was a shelf life on God's commandment to not commit adultery. That goes until the end of time. The moral law of God never changes. And if we're living a life that is displeasing to God, hey, you know what? You bear the name of Jesus, and you're taking the name of Jesus, and you're taking it as to mean nothing, to be meaningless, to be empty and false and worthless. Gandhi said this, I would have become a Christian had it not been for all the Christians that I had known. Romans chapter 2, verses 23 and 24 says this, you boast in the law Through your breaking the law, do you dishonor God? For the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles because of you, just as it is written. That's quoting from 2 Samuel chapter 12, when Nathan the prophet went to David and confronted David with his sin with Bathsheba. And said, he said to him, because you have done this, King David, you've given occasion for the enemies of the Lord to blaspheme God. They say, ah, you know. This, this God stuff must not mean anything if that's the way his followers act. Serious business when we bear it dishonorably. And then lastly, we take his name in vain when we fail to take him seriously. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain for the Lord will not leave him unpunished who takes his name in vain. My name is feared among the nations, God says. And you have the audacity to take it in vain as if it's meaningless, as if it's nothing, as if it's worthless. The majestic name of Yahweh, the King of kings and Lord of lords. I had a situation with an older gentleman And he always took the Lord's name in vain. And I was a young Christian and it just went all over me. And I said, why do you always take the Lord's name in vain and use it in such a contemptible way? He said, it makes me feel better. He said, I think God is for me taking his name in vain. I said, oh, really? I said, do you know the third commandment? You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. He said, yeah, I know that. I said, do you know the rest of it? He said, no, what's the rest of it? I said, for the Lord will not leave him unpunished who takes his name in vain. He said, oh, he didn't know that that was in there. Yeah, that's in there. But see, we become oblivious and we don't take God seriously. And we say, well, I mean, God, is he's not very upset about that. That's a minor thing. I'm surprised that even made it onto the tablets of stone. This is what was in the law for 
the Jews in their civil law. Leviticus 24, you shall speak to the sons of Israel saying, if anyone curses his God, then he will bear his sin. Moreover, the one who blasphemes the name of the Lord, Yahweh, shall surely be put to death. All the congregation shall certainly stone him. The alien as well as the native, when he blasphemes the name, shall be put to death. Serious business to take God's name, to bear God's name, to lift up God's name in a worthless, meaningless, vain manner. So, you think about it and you say, good grief. I'm guilty of breaking the third commandment. I'm hearing you, Pastor Jeff, and I'm guilty of breaking the third commandment. You know what, Pastor Jeff? You're going to be so happy with me. I'm going to do better. Listen, I learned from my dear friend, Dr. Wayne McDill, you never preach for people to do better. You preach for people to trust God for people to look to God, for people to cry out and say, Lord, I'm guilty. Lord, help me. Lord, change my situation. Change my heart, oh God. Make it ever true. Change my heart, oh God. May it be like you. You know, the Lord says to us, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. You shall be holy for I am holy. And you need to honor me in the way you live. You need to honor me in the way you talk. You need to quit being like the world and quit compromising with the world and do a serious check on what you're allowing to go in your ears, to go through your eyes that's polluting you because you belong to me. Your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. I love how the Lord commanded Moses through Aaron to bless the people. Numbers chapter six, then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak to Aaron and to his sons saying, thus you shall bless the sons of Israel. You shall say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace. So they shall invoke my name on the sons of Israel and I then will bless them, my name. You say, you know, Pastor Jeff, I... I know the name of the Lord. I know about him. I know things about him. I know Jesus died on the cross and rose again from the dead. I know that he is God in the flesh. But like so many people, you have that in your head. It's just facts in your head. You know who else believes all those things? The devil. The demons believe and tremble. That doesn't save you believing facts about Jesus in your head. What saves you is when you come to Jesus with a broken heart and you put your faith and trust in him. When faith goes from your mind to your heart, Jesus said, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I'm gentle and humble in heart, and you shall find rest for your soul, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You have to come to him. You have to say yes to him. And when you come to him and say yes to him, you become his very own. The Lord says to you and me, you want to be mine? Will you come to me in repentance and faith? I'll wrap my arms of love around you as the father did to the prodigal son. I'll put a robe on your back, a ring on your finger, shoes on your feet. We'll throw the biggest party you've ever seen if you'll come to me. Are you called by his name? Have you responded to his invitation to save you? 
the promises for you and your children, as Peter said, and to all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God shall call to himself. And I love that verse of the song. If you'll take one step toward the Savior, my friend, you'll find his arms open wide. Hey, do we need to change as believers how we're communicating, how we're carrying the name? Has God convicted you as he's convicted me? Yes, we do. But we don't do it by gritting our teeth and trying harder. We do it by trusting more. Oh, for grace to trust him more. And if you're here and you've never said yes to the Lord's invitation to come to him, to be saved and forgiven, you can today. And let me just say this with all my heart. Any man, any woman, any boy, any girl, anybody, anywhere who would reject or neglect the Lord's offer to save them and set them free and make them a child of God is a fool beyond comprehension. There is a day coming when God will judge the world in righteousness through a man whom he has appointed, having furnished proof to all men by raising him from the dead. And as Peter said, flee from this perverse generation. As John the Baptist said, flee from the wrath that is to come. We don't know when that's coming, but it is coming. As sure as God's word is true and it is true, the wrath is coming. And there's only one place of safety. There's only one ark of safety and his name is Jesus and the door to the ark is open. And if you've never put your faith and trust in Jesus, you can today and he will save you and change you forever. Jesus Christ gave his very life so that sinners like you and me could be reunited with him. All that is required is that you admit to yourself and to God that you are a sinner. You repent of that sin that separates you from God. You simply put all of your faith in Christ to save you and not by anything you can do. The Bible clearly says you are saved by grace and not by works so that no one can boast. When you confess your sins and place your faith in Him, you will be a new person. He'll receive you and all your sins will be forgiven. And He'll never, never let you go. Please go to fromhisheart.org, click the Why Jesus link. There you'll find a lot of information and free materials to download that will help you in your new Christian journey. Of course, you need to start by knowing and incorporating the Ten Commandments into your life. Pastor Jeff is teaching through these scriptures this month to lay out the foundation for everyone to live a life that glorifies God. Why? Because they were written in stone by the very finger of God and are the most important pieces of religious literature the world has ever known or will ever know. The series that Pastor Jeff is in now is called Written in Stone, a study of the Ten Commandments, closely examining each commandment and providing keen, deep biblical insight to help you grow in your faith. Today, we heard part two of the lesson entitled, Hallowed Be Thy Name, from the Third Commandment. Now, this rich and enlightening series is our gift of thanks to you for your support of any amount from his heart this month. You can receive it in the format of your choice, a USB flash drive, CDs, DVDs, or digital download. Just call 866-40-BIBLE, 866-40-BIBLE. Or go to fromhisheart.org, make your gift, and request the series Written in Stone. Our time is gone for today. I'm Larry Nobles. Thank you for all that you do to help From His Heart continue each day. 
And we thank you for being here, and we trust that you'll be back tomorrow when he'll begin to teach the deeper truths that we find in the fourth commandment, which says, remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Join us for the message, The Sabbath and the Christian. That's Thursday and Friday when Pastor Jeff will open up God's Word and share real truth, love, and hope from His heart. From His Heart is the listener-supported broadcast ministry of Dr. Jeff Shreve, speaking the truth in love to a lost and a hurting world. Remember, no matter what, God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. Find out more at fromhisheart.org.